Thank you for tuning in to R12, Brother Randy, Brother Nate, Feeding the Faith, one podcast at a time. Thank you for tuning in to the R12 podcast. This is our first official podcast. Your host, Nathan, and I'm Brother Randy. Um, we're just going to take this first podcast. We're going to uh, go ahead and give a little testimony what we're all about and what you can look forward to in the future. Amen. So this is Nathan speaking, and I just want to give you all clarity on what our goal is here at R12. We want to take each podcast and just feed the faith. We want to uh, share our testimonies, our daily struggles, what's going on in the world, and how we can plug into that spiritually. Maybe uh, professing the Christ will help lead somebody to Christ. And um, we just thank you guys for tuning in with us. Randy, if you want to go ahead and give your testimony. Well, um, lost, saved by the grace of God. Amen. Um, called to preach. And just uh, doing my best to be Christ-like and, and be as, uh, as righteous as I possibly can be here in this world and this flesh. Um, look forward to the opportunity to be on this podcast and spread the word of God um, through this way. This is all still relatively new to me. I'm not all that all that great with uh, uh, I mean media, uh, social media. Uh, so just uh, trying to advance the kingdom of God. Well, I, it all started, the idea of doing this podcast, uh, I'd say, what, three or four months ago I came to you. Uh, we had been united there with a job, um, working for a specific company. We do cleaning and restoration work commercially and residentially. And Brother Randy here came to me, and we shared our faith with each other and, and how we come, came to Christ and our past trials and tribulations and we decided, you know, we needed to get the word out there. I told him it was a conviction on my heart personally that the tools at our disposal in this, this day and time now with technologies, the social media platforms, and the outlets that you can get on with the internet, I felt conviction that we could not reach the people right there in front of us, but even more than that, go on to, you know, thousands in Lord willing, millions across the world. It's not just you know, the people here, me and you, and don't get me wrong, we should show love for our neighbors mm-hmm. yep. right in front of us and our families at home. That's what's most important. But like I said, the conviction felt on me was to reach out beyond what's just in front of me. Yeah, so. we, you, you, you can't stop at just your doorstep. You know, you have to, the, Jesus called to make disciples, you know, of, of everyone. So uh, we're to, to get out and, and further the, the kingdom of heaven and spread the gospel and um, however that means doing it, uh, podcast, radio, TV, or just out in public witnessing the, the, the folks, you know, however God lays it on your heart. And uh, like Nathan said, this is something he felt like God laid on his heart and I'm just going to try to do my best to help and and hopefully this falls in the ears of someone who needs to hear it. Well, Lord willing, I think um, 
anything you do that involves God and, and you felt like God led you to do so, you have His blessing on it. And it, it can work wonders in His name, Jesus. And I think that this is something that, you know, we both struggle with as far as our opportunity. You know, we meet, we meet people with our job, but we're limited with them people. So I feel like we can, we can reach out beyond uh, measures here with just our ability with our work or our daily walk. Well, there's, there's a lot of um, issues going on around the world right now. and um, Well, not only in the world, but the body of Christ as well, the church. Yeah, I there's, think a, a lot. there's a lot of, lot of issues, a lot of problems in the world and the church. And um, I, I, you know, I'm going to do my best to take a, a standpoint from the Word of God and, you know, just and talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, we're just some local boys here uh, where we live at, but um, there's things happening right here in our own backyard that um, just blow your mind. It's crazy that things like that happen. You, you don't, you see it on the news and you're like, oh, that's, that's halfway around the world, but it's, it's going on right here, right now. So. That's right, absolutely. So I think we could go ahead, it'd be a perfect segue to jump into our first topic. And this is kind of, you know, last minute on you, brother, but um, let's go ahead and talk about the, the self-righteousness. I feel like that's a, that's a big, big factor in today's society. Um, how everybody has so much pride that leads to self-righteousness and how it, how it affects not only believers but non-believers as well and how we're supposed to lead it as an example as followers of Christ. If, if anybody has ever turned on a TV and seen anything with, uh, or even the radio, I guess, if you've got, if you got a phone, you, I'm sure you've, seen it uh, across different social media um the self-righteousness is is at i would say an all-time high and it's got to the point that their self-righteousness or what they believe is righteousness and and the bad part is is it's really becoming an issue within the churches where you have certain individuals that are looking to make a name and a brand uh, and I, I won't name any names but I'm sure we can all you know pick a handful of, of individuals that have done this make a name and a brand for themselves um, to push their latest product, whatever self-help product. I don't even know what you call it nowadays because I don't really see help in it. But um, And they've took God right out of it. They took God out of the, the center of it. Instead of making God first and foremost and God the center of, of the ministry and the church and the community, which we all know that this world's been trying to take God out of it since they tried to crucify right. him on the cross over 2,000 years ago. Absolutely. They continue to try. They, they've been trying to get rid of God for that long, and they, they still can't get rid of him, but 
it's it's becoming an epidemic where the churches themselves have lost the sight of God and they've they've pushed him out the door as well well I think in John chapter 3 verse 30 it says he must increase but I must decrease I think as Christians we <laughs> we overlook this and, and I might even extend to say that we haven't even read this verse um, oh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Most Christians have no idea that verse is in the Bible. I pray <laughs> daily that I deny my flesh and pick up my cross. Amen. I have to repent daily. I have to submit daily. And, and if you ask me, and this is Nathanology here, but if you ask me the first step into following someone, and we're talking about Jesus here, is submission. To surrender. We have a king, and, and you know, this may go into another topic, but we have a king that we undermine the power of him. We, as humans in this fleshly uh, body, we have no power. So we have to seek that outside of us and, and to a higher power, and that being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without doing that, self-righteous builds up, and you think you can do it on your own, and then we, you know, and I'll say this for the majority of us, we backslide and try to try to go to Jesus just when we need him. Kind of like a Band-Aid. It's not a daggone... Jesus ain't no Burger King drive-thru. No, you can't just show <laughs> up when you're right hungry. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we're talking about a daily submission that you've got to seek him, seek his refuge in everything. Not just when you need him, or not, not just when you want to. But we're talking all day, every day, submitting, Him increasing, and us decreasing. I was reading some scripture the other day, and I want to say I was listening. I was listening to uh, some songs. I was driving down the road, I think. And uh, the lyrics to the song, and most people know me, I listen to a lot of bluegrass gospel. Right. Love it. Play it. Love it. Absolutely. Um not to say that there's not other great Christian music out there. That's right. just that's just my flavor of life, the bluegrass gospel. But I was listening to a particular song, and the lyrics of the song uh, said that God would not put on us more than we can bear. And that rang in my head. That's not true. The Bible never said that. The Bible says that He will never put on us more than He can bear. That's right. And I got to thinking about that while I was driving down the road. How many times in our life did we sit in a driver's seat and try to tell God what to do? <laughs> that we try to put him in the back seat of our life and we try to drive our life like we know what's going on. Amen. And the message I got out of that was God told me to get out of the driver's seat and get in the back. That's right. Let him have control of your life. Because if you let him have control of your life and you let him lead you, you won't end up in this mess that the Christians are in now, That's the right. churches are in now. You won't end up with this animosity and backbiting and bitterness and self-righteousness if you'll put God first and foremost. And that's, that's the problem we've got right now is... They put him in the back seat, and some of them put him in the trunk, and, and basically some of them left him at home. Yeah, some They're of them not even taking him with him. Yeah, that's right. God's not with him. God's not around him. If you met these people out in public, you would honestly have no earthly idea they'd ever darkened the door of a church, 
let alone have prayed to God. So I think, you know, you're saying God will never give you more than you can handle. I'm guessing you're paraphrasing 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, which says, God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but trouble and temptation are two different things. There will never be an instance when we are forced into sin with no way out. Sin is always a choice and not the inevitable result of crushing temptation. But somehow that verse has been twisted to mean that we won't experience more trouble than we can bear, when in fact nothing could be further than the truth. God will often allow you more than you, we can handle, and He will never allow us more than we can not handle. In fact, my whole life is more than I can handle. That's why I need Jesus. The simple, the simple truth in all that is, yes, He will put on us more than we can fleshly handle. And why would He do that? So we will call on Him. That's right. He wants us it, to need Him. If you take it how the world is trying to portray that verse, or these so-called yellow-bellied, spineless Christians out here, if you really want to know the truth, they say, well, God won't put on you more than you can handle. All they're saying is, is well, God won't put on you more than I can, than I can handle. That's In other right. words, I don't need God. Right. I can do it on my own. That's what that's twisted in. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, with you saying that, it almost makes me think of, of a certain angel that got kicked out of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is and this, this, the crazy part of that is, is that's what the world wants is because if you can be self-righteous and you can help yourself, and don't even get me started on these so-called preachers and these self-help books anyway, they're taking God out of it. Well, I, I do a lot of social media. I'm guilty of that. But I, what I do see, and it really irritates me, is these memes that's created up for self-empowerment. Oh, you can, do, you can do anything. Just put your mind to it. And, you know, that's, that's true to an extent. But like you just said, if God's not in it, you're powerless. If we can do anything, then why can't we save ourselves? That's right. I mean, we're talking about a God that spoke very life into existence. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting here saying, I don't need that. I don't need Him. I can do this. What? <laughs> I really think we need to come to, to, to a Jesus meeting here and, and really do some soul searching on what really you can and can't do. Because you may feel that way like you're on top of a mountain. But when you're in that valley... You feel helpless. Well, look at all the other things they've placed before the living God. And made those particular idols gods of their life. Whether it be money, it could be TV, it could be jo business, job, you know, the list goes on and on. And if you look at that and you compare it to some of the teachings of the Old Testament, how... Israel would fall in and out of idol worship. History repeats itself. That's right. The people are doing the same thing. They fall away from God, and then God has to correct them. And then they want to get mad because God corrected them. Why did, they, why did this happen? How come all these bad things are happening? Well, you know what? You're not really serving the right God here. You're serving everything but God. 
Remember the verse I sent you the other day? I think it was Judges. Don't quote me on this. 49.10 for some. No, is it, was it 49? I don't remember. 10.14. 10, 10, 14, 10, 14 something. 10. I forget the numbers get jumbled in my head. Um, where God told them, you go ahead and pray to your gods and let's see if they can deliver you and save you. That's right. I'm going to go out on the limb here. I know this is going to be a crazy thought. But I guarantee you those gods won't save them. Just a thought. Very smart thought. I'm willing to bet everything I know and love on that. That their gods will not save them. Their gods will send them to hell. Well, that's going to happen when we serve anything but God. Um, it, it'll become an idol. It reminds me of the story of the Tower of Babel when they tried to build a, a tower to heavens and God told them to stop. Then he ended up dispersing them throughout the, the, the world and changing their languages on them, trying to show them. And they thought, well, we're still going to sit here and build this tower. How many times in our lives has God told us no? Has He shut us down? Me personally, He's done it a lot. Oh, I've yeah. even had you personally come to me and say, Brother, God's not leading you that way. And I had to either make a decision to continue to deceive myself and try to go against it, which is never going to work. No. You can try it all you want. Or I could submit. Back to the submission part. Yep. And... Every time, I can promise you this, every time that I've submitted and let God lead me and not do what Nathan wants to do, my flesh, it's worked out for the better me. And if you think of it this way, the best analogy I can give you is, you know, if you're blessed to have an earthly father here, God is our heavenly father. He wants what's best for us. He doesn't want to see us get hurt. And if you're a true child of His, He's going to chastise you. Yep. He's going to, you're going to pay for your sins. Now, with that being said, you know, my earthly father as a younger child, when I done something, you know, I, growing up, I wanted, I wanted a, a fast-forward, a racing four-wheeler. My dad kept telling me, no, son, you're going to get hurt. You're going to, you know, end up breaking your leg. And I played football avidly. So, he, you know, he used that as, don't do that or you're not going to be able to play football. You're going to get hurt and you're going to be done with football. So I was like, you know, I, I, if it was up to me, I would have still went and got a four-wheeler. But I was, you know, eight, nine-year-old. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> so basically, with, I said all that to say this. If God sees something, which he does, he sees and knows it all before it ever even happens. Mm -hmm. If he sees something down the path that this is going to hurt you, or this is going to be bad for you, or even lead you away from Christ, He's not going to allow it to happen. If you're a true child of God, He's going to take care of you. And that's what we got to understand as Christians and children is to submit, and He knows it all. He knows what's best for us. We may not see it you know, a day, a week, years down the road, but He's got a plan for each and every one of us. And it, once we understand that and accept that, I'm glad you got on that topic because that new that uh, videos and stuff that I sent you this morning, um, the lead lead singer from Skillet. Skillet. I pray I pray God bless that man. Amen. Because it took a lot for him to come out 
and he he posted that uh, uh, some kind of tweet or something. Yeah, it's a um, tweet. It took a lot for him to come out and stand up for his faith and the word of God like he did. Absolutely. And, and to be who he is, everybody knows who Skillet is. Right. Non-believers are believers alike. Right. Um, I don't personally really get into that music. I, it is a, a Christian genre. Right. But uh, it's kind of a more rock style. Right. Um, Alternative rock. I yeah. Uh, I've heard some of their songs, but um, he came out and tweeted over a couple of what the world viewed as high-profile Christians. I, I didn't really know them. Proclaimed so. evangelists. Well, uh, the one of them was, is a some kind of author, a book author, children's, I don't know, some kind of author. Right. Um, said that he was leaving Christianity and, you know, his faith and all this stuff. And the other one said, uh, he. I guess he's in a process of thinking about leaving Christianity and his faith. The lead singer from Hillsong, which is, in my opinion, Devil's Church anyway, Six Flags Over Jesus kind of church. Right. Um, but that's what this world's come to is... As far as Christianity and the church and the and the and the followers of Jesus, so-called followers, is like we were talking about self-righteousness. So we got these people that are on the upper cilantro of Christian, you know, media or in the so-called face of Christianity, which is total garbage. But they're stepping away from Christianity and their faith. And I really believe it's because of self-righteousness. Absolutely. So they're going to step away, do their own thing, and take, you know, they're going to have, you know, thousands of followers go with them and never, you know, think twice about it. So that would lead me to believe they probably weren't saved to begin with. If you can just step away from, if you can publicly post that you're going to step away from Christianity, you weren't saved to begin with. I, I mean, I hate to be that. I hate to be that blunt about it, because I mean, nobody oh. knows a man's heart but God. God's the only one that sees a man's heart. But for someone to say, "Oh, I've stepped away from Christianity. I, I don't. I don't believe this anymore." That's garbage. That's, well, let's not get caught up on the whole if he's saved or not. The main point of it is he's leading people astray. He's yeah. being a stumbling block. So the, which, go there's going to be blood on his hands when he has to stand in the judgment. Period. I I don't know. I, I but I mean, we won't get into the topic saved or unsaved or losing salvation or whatever. But you don't willingly just say I'm giving up my salvation. <laughs> well, ultimately, he's turning his back on God. I believe it was in Revelation chapter seven in the first five verse five verses that. Paul was talking about the falling away of the church. I mean, we've seen this coming. If you've read the the Bible and in Revelation, oh, you, this you is mean, already prophesied. You mean John? You said Paul. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Paul wrote almost all pa of the I, Testament anyway. Well, I was thinking of Paul and Second Thessalonians, but oh. anyway, um, John John already prophesied this, and 
And then, you know, it's funny you said that because I never even mentioned that to you. But when I heard that this morning, when I was, you know, watching the video of the lead singer guy, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that popped in my head, the great falling away. And I've been, I've said this for a long time. It's the people in the church that's going to lead it. It's not going to be an outside source right. that has an Well, I mean, it is an outside source that has an effect. It's the devil, Satan himself, that's going to influence. affect that, influence right. it. But it's going to be members with inside the church that has let the devil into their life that's going to lead the great falling away. It's not going to be non-believers ripping the church apart. It's the church ripping itself apart. That's right. So, and now we're now we're seeing it. We got two so-called face of you know Christianity in the public eye. I don't even know what to call these folks, but. They've started this. So maybe false prophets would be appropriate. False prophets, liars, fake Christians, whatever you want to call them. They're all around us, and there's been a seed somewhere along the line that is just sowed, and now we're seeing the reaping of it. Uh, Like we mentioned earlier, there's an influence among this world, good or bad, good and evil. And... You know, we've not mentioned it on this podcast. We've mentioned it personally that Satan is the god of this world. Yeah. And not a lot of people realize that. You know, we was talking about earlier how you're crying out to your god. Which god are you truly praying to? Do you know the god of the heavens? That's something as Christians that we need to step back and and recognize and reconciliate if we're not. Because there's been a lot of times in my life you know, earlier before I, I truly repented and turned to Christ, that I thought this is what God wanted for me. And I was so wrong. I was so far from the truth because I wasn't in the Word of God. I wasn't acting and submitting on the Lord's behalf. It was what Nathan wanted to do. And if that was what was I thought was better for me, then I thought, well, the Lord would allow this to happen for a reason. But going back to the the father um, example or adjective, we serve a mighty God that allows us the grace and the mercy of free will. Thank God. We're not forced into anything. He doesn't force Christianity onto you, believing in the Son to come die for our sins. He doesn't send anybody to hell. We have the mercy and the blessing of free will. I chose to do what I wanted to do. I thought the thoughts that I thought was right. I was deceived. I lived in deception. Why? Because I tried to do it on my own. Yep. I did not get in the Word of God. I did not, you know, confront other other Christians and fellow brothers and sisters of Christ. And you'll lead your you'll lead your path so far astray that you will start. If you take a step back, you'll start realizing you're serving other idols of this world. I even went so far as to question the belief of God in existence. You know, and there was a lot that came with that. You know, it just didn't happen overnight. It, this was years of, you know, experimenting with drugs and alcohol and doing what I wanted to do and believing what I wanted to believe and letting others, back to what I was mainly talking about, is influence me. There's good and bad influences all around us. Each and everything you hear, you see, you speak 
is either one of two things, evil or righteous. It has an influence, negative or positive. So we, we've got to have the gift of discernment and ask God for that to realize what path we're going down and who's leading us, ultimately. But it's like the Word says, our righteousness is this filthy rag. So these self-righteous folks, there is no righteousness there to begin with. I mean, like, even if you're doing the best you can with God's help to live a righteous life, you know, it's still filthy rags. But Jesus dying on the cross and His righteousness is imputed to us through His saving grace. So we have the the privilege with God Almighty that when He looks at us, He doesn't see our imperfection. He doesn't see our filthy righteousness, I guess you could call it. But He sees His Son's That's right. Absolutely. We are covered by His Son's blood. And I think that's a perfect uh, way to conclude this episode. Um, Lord willingly, we will discuss what hinders our prayers, or what hinders our answers to our prayers on the next podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in and just joining us. Uh, Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully we planted the seed, and we just want to give all the glory and honor to God. Um, I'm going to ask Brother Randy to lead us in prayer in closing. Dear most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for this opportunity just to sit and and just talk about you. Father, to mention your name, Lord, that, that however many may hear it, Father, I, I pray that this message just fall in the ears of someone who just needed a blessing. May this reach the heart of somebody that that has questions or not sure father i pray that it just this helps someone lord if there be anyone out there that that hears this and and doesn't know you i pray that they they have the chance to come to know you heavenly father i pray you bless this message i pray you just continue to to grow and and strengthen us as we continue along for it's in jesus name i ask and pray amen amen Oh